0: This episode sponsored by Cram Crew. Learn more at CramCrew.com. And Stuart Arango Oral Surgery. Learn more at SAOralSurgeons.com. Welcome to the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson and October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and that's what we are going to talk about today. I came across this lady on Instagram, Kathy Williamson with the Middle Page blog and she shares her journey of how she discovered she had breast cancer. She had no symptoms, she had no lumps, couldn't feel anything and doing her annual mammogram they discovered something very serious was going on. I found her story to be very compelling and very inspiring. And I wanted her
1: to share it with you all today. So Kathy, welcome to the show. Martha, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of
0: course. Well, I have followed you on Instagram for a bit now, but something that really got my attention at the beginning of October was a t-shirt that you had on.
1: Oh, yes. I remember that (laughs) t-shirt. And it says, tell them what it says. It says, yes, these are fake. The real ones tried to kill me. (laughs) I know. And and either you're going to like it or not like it, but it's pretty much the truth. I mean,
0: it's just, it's like quite the statement you know it it's uh, a breast cancer awareness month here in October and I wanted to do an episode anyway but when I saw your shirt I was like that's who we're having <laughs> on we have to talk to Kathy <laughs> so walk us through what happened and along with your journey with breast cancer
1: well um this all started 10 years ago. I just actually celebrated my 10-year cancer. I call it my cancerversary. So it's a big deal. Thank you so much. It's a huge deal. But what I had was something called um, triple negative breast cancer. And that is a breast cancer that's a little bit more, well, a lot more aggressive. And it usually affects only 15 to 20% of all breast cancers. Oh, wow. So, it's not that common, mm-hmm. however, it's become becoming more common. And it used to be just a, it used to be a cancer back in I would say like 30 years ago, 25 years ago that really affect mostly affected young black women and now it's affecting everyone. It, yeah. And can I just say this, is really important. It's affecting really young women. Oh, gosh. And so I'm a big big advocate for telling younger women that I don't care if you're, I mean, like in your 20s even, that you, I, I would just say that if you can, go get a, um, a mammogram, just a baseline, so you have that baseline even in your 20s, and then if you something comes up you'll have something to compare to i'm a big believer that the the average age of a mammogram should be a lot younger than 40. I, I, I would love to see it at, at least 30. Yeah, no, because everything
0: that you're saying is making me think, you know, it wasn't until I was 40-ish that I had my first one, and I don't think I would have thought twice about having
1: it when I was younger. Well, I didn't either, and so um, that's why I'm saying it's just the more... I, I believe and this is my opinion, however, I've talked to my doctors about this, but I believe that triple negative is um, actually like an environmental cancer Mm -hmm. because triple negative, uh, so there are three markers for your regular breast cancer, and that's um, estrogen, progesterone, and something called HER2, and... Those are the three markers that usually make up a breast cancer. And most women are... I would say a lot of women are estrogen positive, progesterone positive, and HER2 negative. And so... And that's kind of, I think, the better of all the breast cancers, if if you had to pick one. But triple negative is negative, those three markers. And so they don't really know where it comes from. So I believe that it's environmental. And the reason I say that it's important for women, even younger women, to get tested because look what's in our our environment now. With food, just I mean, whatever we're whatever we're breathing, water, whatever, I just I'm a big advocate for getting a mammogram early. Yeah. I mean, we're exposed to just so many things in the environment, like you're
0: saying. And I feel like Americans have the world's worst diet imaginable out there. Absolutely. So with all the extra crap that's in our food, you know, exactly. And so, yeah, I was going to ask you if you felt like it was, um, environmental hereditary, just bad luck. I I guess just a little bit of everything just depending.
1: I think so. Um, I, I, Test it. So I had uh, genetic testing done after I was diagnosed with this, and triple negative usually goes along with the BRCA gene. Okay. But I tested negative for all that. Okay. So, and no one in my family's ever had it. So it's, I, I believe that it's like we just said I mean, mm-hmm. maybe luck of the draw and environmental.
0: Well, um let's go back to when you first found out. I mean, I that's literally my worst nightmare is the doctor yeah. calling and yeah. saying something this intense yeah. is going on.
1: Tell us about that experience. So, okay, so I went for my regular mammogram. I went every year and 10 years ago when I went in, I got called back like a couple days later. And my gynecologist called me and she said, you need to go back because they they found some calcifications. And I thought, you know what? No big deal. I remember my mom said she had a calcification. I probably am doing just like my mom. So I went back. They did more uh, pictures. And then the radio- radiologist called me into his office and he had my films up and he said, and, I mean, huge. I mean, it, it wasn't just a little bitty x-ray. It was uh-huh. huge on the wall. And he said, do you see this? And pointed to this calcification. So it, mine didn't show up as a tumor. He, he pointed to the calcification, and the calcification had, like, tentacles on it. It mm. looked sort of like a jellyfish. Okay. And he said, I don't like the way that this looks, and I think you should get a biopsy. Well, thank God. He said that because it wasn't a tumor that showed up. So I went in long – it's a long story, but I ended up at UT Southwestern and um, ended up with the head of radiology, and he was the kindest man. And he did the biopsy, which was – I. I thought it was awful because <laughs> it's it felt like jackhammering. Yes, you know? I've heard very yeah. painful. Yeah, it was just not fun. But he couldn't even find it because it was it, my tumor was hiding in the duct. Oh, wow. But finally got to it, and the next day, just because he was so nice, he said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out and let you know real quickly." So the next day, he called me, and I remember answering the phone. And it said on my, you know, caller ID, UT Southwestern. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, this is Dr. Evans. And he said, um, you know, I, I, I said, oh, you were so sweet yesterday. And he said, oh, I had the, you know, such a good time talking to you. And he said, but I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But he, he said, your, you know, your biopsy came back and you have cancer. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's just, you know, it's like. You, you go, your head... I just remember my head, just like that tunnel vision. Uh-huh. And then the next day... Well, back up. I had an appointment that afternoon as well. The day of my radi- my um, biopsy, I had an appointment with a breast surgeon over there. Okay. And she just wanted to see me just in case, I uh-huh. guess. And she came in, and when she she said... I think we caught this early, and when she said that, my my daughter had gone with me, and I just remember it was like the Charlie uh, Brown teacher that oh, yeah. wah 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 mm-hmm. wah you know. You probably couldn't hear anything uh-uh, she said. Uh, uh-uh. I couldn't hear a thing. And we walked out, and I looked at my daughter, and I said, "Did she just tell me I had breast cancer?" And my daughter said, "I think she did."
0: And we'll be right back after this short break. Finding an oral surgeon is hard enough for yourself, and when it comes to your kids, it can feel impossible. We suggest our friends at Stuart and Arango because from emergencies to wisdom teeth and everything in between, they have you covered. Stuart and Arango are board certified with MDs who specialize in full scope oral, facial, and implant surgeries for both children and adults. Not only is their office state of the art, they lead the industry with the most advanced techniques and procedures. And when it comes to safety, they are pediatric and adult advanced life support certified and use a three-day local anesthesia, which keeps you comfortable while limiting the use of opioids. Best part is, they're conveniently located at Northwest Highway and Hillcrest Avenue. So if you want the best of Big D caliber oral care, come see the friendly staff at Stuart Narango. To learn more about them or book your appointment, visit saoralsurgeons.com. That's saoralsurgeons.com. We know how crucial your children's education is to you. The path to success begins at home, and that's why we're thrilled to introduce you to Cram Crew. For over a quarter century, Cram Crew has been the trusted partner of families across Texas, delivering unparalleled, one-on-one, in-home educational services. They understand that every child's journey is unique, so they've crafted flexible and personalized programs to ensure each student reaches their full potential. They go beyond just tutoring. They offer comprehensive academic support, targeted test preparation, and invaluable college readiness program. From planning and strategizing to executing applications, CRAM Crew provides a roadmap for success in this crucial stage. Because at Cram Crew, they don't just prepare your child for tests, they prepare them for life. Don't leave your child's future to chance. Contact Cram Crew today and make sure your child is ready for the next step in their academic journey. Visit CramCrew.com to learn more.
1: I went back the next week and we, she was going on vacation. So they worked me in real quickly. And back 10 years ago, They were doing, now they do chemo and then mastectomies. Okay. But back 10 years ago, they did mastectomies and then chemo if you needed it. Okay. Your choice if you wanted a a mastectomy. Uh I chose to do a double mastectomy. And so from the time I found out, it was two weeks later that I was you know under the knife getting a double mastectomy and then um and then I found then found out it was triple negative and you don't get a choice mm. if it's triple negative you have to do chemo okay. and I did radiation as well so and I will say this that if anybody is going through this or god forbid it happens to you or somebody that you know um, make sure that you see a breast cancer specialist. Okay. Don't just go to an oncologist. Make sure that you see a breast cancer specialist and an oncologist that deals in breast cancer.
0: Well, and we're so lucky here in Dallas, Texas. Yes, as we, we are. just have so many wonderful resources. Like, my biggest fear is living in a smaller town and not having yeah, access to yeah. these things. And we really are fortunate. And it sounds like you had a really good team that was ready for you.
1: Well, they were amazing. And I I, I had lived in... We had lived in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I guess we had lived there for 10 years. And we moved to Dallas and... I was diagnosed, like, a year and a half after. Oh, no. okay. One of my really f- good friends that lived in my neighborhood in Birmingham, she was diagnosed with triple negative six weeks before me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's kind of weird, like an Aaron Brockovich story, but there were two other women in the neighborhood that were also a year later, triple negative, and several years before triple negative. But had I done, had I lived in Birmingham, I would have followed what she did, mm-hmm. the protocol she went through. Right. And she didn't go to a breast cancer oncologist. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it didn't work out for her. Oh, wow! I know. Wow. It's really sad. But I'm so thankful that I was in Dallas yeah. and got that treatment. And that's why I like to tell people, go to a... Breast cancer oncologist. Got it. I mean, that's really, really good advice. And you know, you
0: don't know how to navigate these no, situations you until you're like in it, and you're, in, you're an emotional wreck. You're right. trying to process the information. You're, you're right. And then trying to turn to just figure it out. So, uh, yeah, so fortunate to be in Dallas, Texas. It is. Did you have a good support group, friends, family that, that took care of you and lifted
1: you up during all this? So I did. I really did. Um, like I said, we had just been here an, a year and a half. And so um, my family was is in Dallas. And so I did have my family. My Two of my kids were here Um And yes, and I had some really good friends that helped me along the way, plus friends from other parts of the country where I've lived. Um, And that's really important to have that because even though I will say this, that the support is great, but unless you've gone through it, it's really hard to, to understand what somebody's Feeling, sure, you know, sure, right. and so um, I didn't really have anybody that I could talk to that had had been through this, except for my friend in Alabama who was six weeks ahead of me. But I like to, um, I like to always tell. I mean, I, I try to on my blog um, bring it up every once in a while, uh-huh. but I want to make sure that women know that. If if they are diag they are you know given this diagnosis, I'm always happy to talk to anybody, and I have done that for the last ten years. I mean, I've people have reached out to me, and I'm just like, here's my number, just call me, and let's just go through the whole thing, because there are tips and tricks, of course, for um, mastectomies, and then chemo. There are a lot of tips and tricks, and. N- you don't know until somebody tells you. You know that's that's walked this walk ahead of you. Sure. So um, if anybody if if anybody needs me, you can <laughs> you can get in touch with me. No, I know so many people would appreciate that a lot, and it's
0: so nice that you have this blog and you have access to so many women out there that are following you and enjoying your content that you're able to get the word out to such a big audience.
1: Right. Right. So and sometimes I try not to be that the 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 Breast Cancer Blog, yeah. because I started as just a fashion blog, but it's there. I mean, if you need me, I'm there. So just just so everyone knows. Well, you
0: know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and so we're doing all that we can to bring awareness out there. Do you have any tips or advice for people just as far as to what to look for and, and again, stress the importance of that yearly mammogram?
1: Well, I, I think, of course, um, Breast self checks are really important, and I always err on the you know side of just be cautious. You know, just just be proactive because even if you feel something, go get it checked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably nothing, but it it's just peace of mind, and you get it checked. Um, because I know a lot of women have um, fibrous breasts and or dense breasts. Yes. And I think that that's you know I've heard I've I have heard i i did not have that but a lot of women who I've talked to said oh my gosh I feel lumps all the time. Your doctor is there for that reason. I mean, if you need your doctor, go to your doctor. Right. And of course get the get the mammogram. And I just think you know you pay attention to your body. And most of us know if something turns up that wasn't there, you you get a sense of. I need to check this out. You know, most of the time you do get that, I I should go get this checked out.
0: Well, did you feel anything? Did you feel different at all? No. I didn't didn't think so.
1: No. And like I said, mine was hiding. I couldn't feel it. When I went in for my first uh, visit with my doctor, she couldn't even feel it. So that's why I'm saying the mammogram is really important. So even if you're, you know, again, you know, just, try to make those appointments every year and go because I didn't ever think it would happen to me yeah. and it did. Right, so right. you know, you just never you never know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we're all way over scheduled and have way too much to do, but this is so important, it's ladies. So important. Do not dismiss it. Don't get too busy and say, I'll do it next year. Just do it. Mine's coming up next no, month. So. Good.
1: We'll do it. Yeah, for sure. Just, I, w- I it's will like, not skip it. It's <laughs> like the Nike slogan: "Just do it." <laughs> it's two seconds, you know, and it doesn't really hurt, and you know, it's 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 better to do it than not do it. No, absolutely.
0: So we were talking earlier about a support group, and I'm just so curious: like, how was it with your family? How did they handle the news?
1: So my, I, I will tell you that. My children were older at the time. I, I had maybe one in college, and then the other two were out of college. One was married already. Um, they were shocked sure. and kind of in disbelief. Um, my husband ha- uh, was a wreck. And I've heard this more and more from women that have had breast cancer. The hu- You know, my husband... I guess if you're the man, you want to fix things, of course, you know, yes. and so he, this was something that he couldn't fix, and he was, I mean, he was a rock star the whole time, he went to all my appointments with me, he went to all my, all my chemo treatments with me, um, couldn't go to the radiation, because they wouldn't let him back there, but he did go to, really and truly almost all of my chemos. Um, I think he was out of town once and a friend came in from out of town and went with me. Oh, nice. I always had somebody with me. Okay. But he was a wreck. And he just, I I, I think it, it was actually harder on him than it was on me
0: Yeah I could see that mm-hmm. Like if there's something Going on with my kids I literally can't function I Right j- I j- Because I want to fix it Right You want to fix it There's some things You just can't And right. it's just This feeling of uh, Not having any power Or control And you can't do a
1: thing About it for your loved one it's- e- Exactly yeah. Exactly And my dad my, my mom and dad Were alive My mom is still in, alive But my I just remember You know My parents were just I mean they were Devastated too I, I will say that, and my husband tells me this all the time. And I just was—I think I was just trying to function. But I, I was really trying to be positive for my family, uh-huh. you know. And I was—I put on, you know, I—I I, I really never complained about it. And so they, I—I I wanted them to feel like I was going to be okay, right? And. This is kind of funny, but I, of course, lost all my hair during chemo. Um, I had eight rounds of chemo, and so it was four months. Wow. Every other week, I, I would have an infusion. And so I lost my hair on day 17. On Actually, it was my birthday.
0: Oh, my god! I had to
1: shave my head on my birthday. And I then... You know, I had like a buzz. It was like a, you know, little bit of hair. And then it just all starts coming out where you look like, you know, um, Uncle Fester from the Addams Family <laughs> since it's Halloween month. Um, but I just remember I, I would wear like a little beanie, a soft beanie, or a halo wig or a wig. And I never, ever let my husband or my children see me Without anything on my head, I did not want them to have that vision of me. I wanted because I I would have people say, "I'm so sorry, you're sick," and I was like, "But I I'm not really sick. I just have breast cancer. I mean, it doesn't feel like sick. Is like when like we were talking earlier uh-huh. was like me having the flu, the stomach virus last week. Yes. That's sick to me. Uh-huh. I w- I had cancer. I just didn't feel sick, so I didn't want them to have that that mental image of me without any hair and I didn't even really want to see it because I just was like I don't want to feel sick. Yeah. You know? Right. So it's just the way that I dealt with it.
0: You know, we all deal with it very differently. And that sounds exactly like how <laughs> I would handle it as well.
1: <laughs> I did I mean I just, you know, it was just one of the ways that I handled it. So anyway, but I will say that um I relied a lot on my faith. And I just knew that I was in God's hands and something, a friend of mine in Alabama sent me a book and this is a great book, even if you're going through anything, any, any illness, but it's called 365 Days of Healing and it's by Charles Brevet. I think it's B-R-A-V-E-E, bro, no, B-R-A-Z-E-E. And you can get it on Amazon, three hundred sixty-five days of healing, but it was, it it made me kind. Of, it gave me sort of an aha moment when I was reading, and I think it was on January, I think January thirteenth, maybe I can't remember the exact date, but um, I, and this is just, I, I mean, if you believe in God or you know, it just said, it, it said on that page. It's just like a devotion. And it he was, he was um, talking about the Lord's Prayer, and he said, on earth as it is in heaven, well, there's no sickness in heaven. And so I just started thinking about that, and I was like, I'm not supposed to be sick. So I'm going to start claiming that I am healthy and whole, and this is going to go away. And that's kind of how I got through it. It seems like it worked. It did work. It <laughs> did work. And I will tell you, I mean, even to this day, I read that book every single day. And it's just... It it really does help you think positively. And I think that when you have any kind of cancer or any kind of illness, I think the brain is really powerful. And I think that when you... You put that positive thought into your head. I really do think it can heal you. So between
0: the book and <laughs> uh, the wigs, you'd yeah. say that's kind of what helped keep your
1: spirits alive it it did. and and it was uh, oct- I guess I was going through chemo during October October and early November. So I got a lot of online Christmas shopping done oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was
0: going to ask you how did you fill your days because just the anticipation of the next week of treatments that would just it would be really it would be really difficult to pass the
1: time waiting for that. Well, it was difficult passing the time. I took a lot of walks and I really didn't get in crowds very often mm-hmm. because i I had a goal date of November 7th was the day that I was to finish chemo, and I did not want to go past that. And so I did end up in the hospital one time because my I, I got what they call neutropen- neutropenic. Mm. And it's when your, I think your white cells, I can't remember if it's your white or your red cells, go to zero. Okay. And I just felt horrible. So they put me in the hospital, and they're like, you can't, I mean, you can't go out and be around anybody and I was like, why am I in the hospital then? I mean, this is the worst place to be, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. But they finally let me out. Um, but I just, I tried to stay, and I, and I was able to do my chemo that next week. Um, but I just really didn't get around in crowds. Sure, sure. Yeah, so I would stay healthy.
0: Well, Kathy, thank you so much. You have done such an amazing job of sharing your story and just being so open and honest with us, giving a ton of really good tips in that book. I'm going to include a link to your book.
1: Oh, that book is amazing. And I just appreciate you having me on, especially during this month of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And ladies, please go get checked. Get your daughters to go get checked, your, you know, your sisters, your granddaughters, if they're uh, in their 20s, don't think that it can't happen to younger women because it it really can. So I, 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 that's, I just really want to reiterate that. That's, that's great advice. Thank
0: you so much. Well, that's been another episode of the Bubble Lounge. I'm Martha Jackson, and we'll catch you next time.